Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Get Geek Podcast, where we celebrate geek, nerd, and pop culture. Each week, we deliver the best analysis for fans, by fans, on anything related to movies, TV, video games, comics, anime, and manga. We talk geek. And now, here's the Get Geek Podcast. Hey! Yo. Hey. What's going on? What's up? Hi. 24 hours of DC fandom. I'm tired. Yes. Well, a lot of news, that's for sure. A lot of good news. So much entertaining news. I have like three cups of coffee here. Yeah, I have my coffee ready to go so that I can. That's that's just starting. I'm mainlining caffeine right now because I'm so (laughs) freaking tired. You need enough energy. Physical energy to match your emotional excitement from all the stuff that we saw at DC Fandom because some of that stuff. Let me let me let me let me get your guys' opinion. But DC, the DC Fandom event was pretty pretty good, right? Yeah, actually, absolutely. I thought I think that this might be the new way things get announced. I mean, I don't know. I mean, you know, I miss obviously like Comic Cons and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. but I think that this was really cool and convenient to be able to like sit back, have lunch and dinner while checking out the fandom. And I'm like, yeah. I don't need to buy a ticket for this. What? We're drinking, listen, chugging coffee listen, this and was, catching up this on was the final infinitely things. Better than those, this was infinitely better than those video game. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I was right? actually going to say comparing <laughs> it to yeah. like the Xbox and the uh, PS4, you know, they're essentially their fandoms. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Way better. Take note, guys. Yeah, this is so how let me, you do let me a ask, reveal. Hell yeah. Let me ask you guys a question then. Yes. Did you go to the after party? <laughs> no. Come on, man. Did you go to the after party? It was no. at 9 30. Did you not did you not see that? No, I didn't know there was an after party. There was an after party. Come on, every comic. Are you serious? No, I'm I'm being deadly serious. There was I'm, an yeah, after I'm sure, party. I'm sure. Really? Yeah, 9 30. I didn't see that in the schedule. What oh, was the after one, party? See, you gotta, like, were they you gotta have the virtual you have drinks? Got, yeah, you gotta have the four one one like I do, bro. It was oh, the God. after party. You could shake your booty with Gal Gadot. Uh, What's up what? with that, man? What? Oh my! The after gosh. party at the hotel lobby. Listen, all right, all right. I think, I think before we continue, we actually gotta actually introduce ourselves to the world. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Jose, I'm guys. What's going on? This is Wolfie. This is your apocalyptic overlord, AJ. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. this is after party, Walt, people. <laughs> All right, for coffee. Yeah, come on, ride the train. lining this stuff. And ride it. Yeah, I'm chugging it right now. You can hear the, the ice, perhaps, shaking in the glass. I'm, I'm having right now, and, and this is a plug for, for Starbucks, if you guys want to sponsor us. I'm having a Starbucks mocha frappuccino, the chilled coffee drink. Bustello That's all the like, way. Oh, yeah. Bustello. Bustello is better. Hell coffee. yeah. But the Starbucks frappuccinos Starbucks. are pretty good, man. They're pretty good. Yeah, they have like some new one that's like a salted caramel weirdness thing that's actually pretty good. That I, I, was, I was actually going to get the toasted uh, dark chocolate, the one? but then I, I said, you know what? Let me just, let me just stick with mocha. <laughs> Anyway, let's get into the maintenance of this stuff. Let's let's talk about caffeinated. Let's let's talk about our our uh, our subscribe and our 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 uh, recording 
stuff. All that good Jose, you stuff. you want to take it yes, away? Yes, indeed. So, as usual, this week, as we have been doing for the last couple of months, we are recording remotely. We have not been together for some time, although I've seen the crew in passing here and there, uh, both dropping off uh, video games or receiving guitars or saying hello to the gentlemen. We have not really spent a whole lot of time together recording remotely. Being safe. Everybody else out there, please try to do the same. Be safe, take care of yourself and each other. And just that, you know, and mentioning that, I want you to know that there will be some sound and audio artifacts in the recording. We're doing our best to iron those out. So please bear with us. Give us some feedback if there's anything that you think is a little bit too obnoxious. But hopefully we've ironed all that crap out and you won't hear any of that nonsense in, in this week's recording. We're getting, we're getting feedback from the feedback. I like that. Yes. Yes, if we have if if there's feedback, give us feedback, and we will do our best to to uh, deal with that issue. As well, the other way that you can support your favorite podcast crew, and the best way to support your favorite podcast crew is to like, rate, share, and subscribe on all of the various podcast platforms. There's Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iTunes, and Stitcher. All your favorite podcast platforms are where we are sold. So please interact with us, like, rate, share, subscribe, tell your friends, tell your enemies, tell everyone about the Get Geek podcast because we're going to get real into it today. So thank you for our fans that have done that in the past and that will continue to support us in that way. So, uh, yeah. Let's go ahead and jump right into it, gentlemen. I believe, Walt, you said you had a a, a little quick aside you wanted to talk about uh, that is somewhat related to all this content that we'll be consuming, something to do with movie theaters, I believe. It's how we're consuming. Yeah, man. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah, man. Absolutely. Um, so, I got an email from AMC Theaters, and... and yep. You know, I I, I want to think that I'm special and they just sent me the email, but of course that's not the case. Um, the email is regarding their reopening plans. And yeah. apparently this weekend oh. is their grand reopening in a hundred theaters. And this is just AMC, of course, right? There are other grand reopening, regal, you know, yeah, there are other movie theater chains that are opening up as well. But I just yeah. found it interesting and and. I wanted to get your feedback on this. So let me read you, uh, you know, just a couple of snippets from this email. So the email was sent because I am a, a Stubbs, AMC Stubbs um, member. I'm not yeah. an A-lister. Now, the difference between the two is AMC Stubbs is kind of like their rewards program, whereas the A-list is kind of like their movie pass where, you know, you pay like 30 or $40 a month and you can watch unlimited show movies and stuff for that month movie pass. i haven't gotten that far yet because what the heck is movie pass yeah well movie pass is dead they went into <laughs> bankruptcy you know but amc amc a list was actually doing very well of course until coronavirus hit and then it just shut everything down but getting to this email um, the email says, uh-huh. we're reopening. Great news. Many AMC theaters will reopen on August 20th. Now, uh-huh. we're, this is August 23rd that we're recording on the Sunday morning. So they've already had most of the weekend open. 
Um, we're so thrilled to welcome you back. We'll email you when your favorite theater or first theater in your area is reopened. Now, just an aside, we are in New York City. Um, movie theaters aren't going to be reopening here for a while, even though New York is doing probably 95, if not more, percent better than the rest of the country in terms of dealing with coronavirus. But I digress. At the moment, um, yes. Mm-hmm. So they have this section called AMC Safe and Clean. And this is what they, they say what to expect at your theater. Our top priority is your health and safety. So we've implemented new AMC Safe and Clean policies and procedures designed with you in mind. And of course, they have a little logo of Clorox, which I find pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Mask required for all. During the show, masks are still required unless you're enjoying food and drinks. I have an issue with that because what the hell are you doing in a the movie theater if you're not having popcorn? And like uh, both me and Gabe were, yeah. were discussing beforehand, who the heck is going to enforce it in a dark movie theater? But anyway, moving on. Social well, distancing standards. Um, please maintain social distance before, during, and after the movie. Um, I went ahead and looked at some theaters that are open throughout the country. And what it seems is like they're saying that they're social distancing because they have recliners. That is going to be sufficient for the front and the back of people. And Mm. you can have as Mm. many people close to you side by side. Um, I guess if, if you're in a what they call a quote unquote pod, if like all four of us, all five of us went together, we could. We can all sit together and then maybe they open up like a recliner next to you that's that somebody can't sit in. But mm. um, from what I've seen, they're mm. opening at 40 percent capacity. Yeah. Um, the next thing they talk about filters, uh, they have air filters and their vacuuming filters are HEPA. Um, hand sanitizers and disinfectant wipes are available. And again, the reduce auditorium capacities, which I reference. Now, the mo- the new movie theaters that are coming um, right now, in theaters, Russell Crowe's new movie, Unhinged. They're also playing Inception. Um, new Mutants is coming out next week. Mm-hmm. Christopher Nolan's Tenant is coming out the week after. And currently right now, you can also watch Beauty and the Beast, Black Panther, Back to the Future, and the Oscar... The never award-winning Oscar, never nominated, Vin Diesel's Bloodshot. Yes. Now, this <laughs> is the thing that really, really, I think, is hilarious, is that they're rolling back prices. One day, uh, for any movies in 2020, they're rolling back to 1920 prices. Now, the reason I find this hilarious is because yeah. 1920 was kind of around the time that this country was overcoming another pandemic. Don't know exactly who in marketing thought it was a good idea to say, hey, we're in a pandemic now. Let's roll back to the year that we last had the pandemic. Yeah, Gilded Age era prices. Yeah, it it doesn't make a lot of sense. So that's the email that I got. What do you guys think? Are you guys willing to risk your lives? And I I say that tongue in cheek to go watch a movie like New Mutants or Unhinged. I am. I I miss the movie theaters. The movie theaters are one of my favorite, you know, pastimes. Mm -hmm. And 
Um, as long as I go in a hazmat suit or, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't care if I look like uh, Marty McFly going into Back to the Future uh, with the suit and everything. But, you know, I, I really miss going to the movie theaters and I plan on <laughs> So do I. So. Walter White hazmat style. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm torn too, dude, because, you know, obviously everybody's concerned about like making sure that we're safe, but also movie theaters are an experience that we tend to enjoy, I would say, especially with all these big, awesome blockbuster movies that are coming out in the next couple of weeks and months that we've been waiting for forever, including some of the stuff we saw yesterday at DC Fandom. And some of the stuff that's just been coming out in the last couple of weeks. Well, listen, like Tenet and stuff there, like there that. There is some, there is some talk that Black Widow is gonna is gonna do the same model as Mulan, where they're going to release yeah. it on Disney Plus. So, I think every movie is gonna do that anyway from now on because the money to be made there is just so easy for Disney. If you think about it, movie theaters might might push back against that because they want to be making the money, but. Why the heck would Disney or anybody else have a movie theater distribute their film for $25 that they got to like share that profit when they could just take a whole 30? So that's going to be something that's going to be happening one way or the other, I think. And people will pay for for the convenience. I think, I think some, I mean, I think people will eventually pay for it for sure. But if the, the one thing is that I don't see it being a huge you know, I don't. I don't think that they are going to move away completely from the from the theaters because no, you no, will have no. a lot of people that were like, "Hey, like, for thirty bucks, let's have five or six of us just watch it together or share share our logins and stuff." And then right. what would have been ten to twenty movie tickets, you know, at you know seventeen, eighteen bucks a pop, is now just one thirty dollar price point. You know what I mean? Well, right. And the rewatches—you're missing out on the re- on, on the rewatches too. The the way I see it right now is, I think it's a business model that they can implement now because you know what I I look at movie theater openings similarly to the way that this these school reopenings are happening across the country, whereas it's like Grand you know opening you have Grand a closing. you have a plan. It's a poor plan in my opinion with, with the school reopenings, but you know. What's happening is is that as people come back to these things, they're shutting them down right away. And the difference is, is that with the school reopenings, you have the same set of people going, you know, in the same place with movie theaters. You're not going to be requiring masks. I hate, no matter what this email says, people are going to be taking their masks off. They're not going to sit in a movie theater for two hours and especially if you're going to be pushing concessions, which that's the lifeblood of a movie theater is concessions. You're not going to tell me that they're not going to push concessions, which if they do, then the mask comes off automatically. Because how in the world are you going to eat popcorn and drink yeah. soda if you got a mask on, right? Well, it's, you know, the difference is, is that you're, you're going to have different sets of people, you know, Going to the movie theater, you don't have that consistent set of 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 that group, so it's going to be more problematic. So that's why I say I think this is a good business model for them right now, because I hate to say it, but I, I happen to think that as this thing goes along, we may get more cases because of people going to movie theaters, and so though that 
revenue is going to dry up. So it makes sense. And on top of that, the confidence that people may have going back to movie theaters is probably not going to be very high. So, you know, you may have movie theaters that are sitting empty and these movie houses are not getting a single cent for that. So it does make sense to provide another avenue where people can be like, you know what, I'm home. I want to see something new. Let me drop $30. And for my situation, it works perfectly because I have four people in my household. So I'm actually saving money by dropping $30 on a movie. Right. From the consumer standpoint, it's definitely a total win. Right. Um, And and if anything, like it'll kind of make if it does move towards that direction, it's going to kind of be a little bit of a a, a, a boon for, um, you know, the home theater uh, industry. Because there's going to be more people that are like, well, now I need the nice big speakers. Now I need the nice big TV and stuff like that because more movies are coming out, you know, via stream. Um, But, yeah, that's the way I see it. So. The studios will, right. will make some money too. I mean, they might not make quite as much initially, but when you don't have any overhead, you just send it to people digitally. I, I know that trolls you're, made you're, trolls I, well, made I know a that ton you're, of money. You're you're selling you know? a lot of tickets in a movie theater. That's true, but like at yeah. some point, it's it's probably still more cost effective to do it digitally. And I'm not saying that that's going to be the only model either. And there still will be a market for movie theaters, but movie theaters were having their own issues even before the the pandemic hit yeah so it's it's something that's a dying medium one way or the other whether or not it gets eliminated completely is i guess kind of up to people who decide how much i I really don't think that it's gonna die i I don't i don't consider it a dying medium i think that there's certain classes of films that are maybe dying that aren't like big attraction like i think horror and comedy aren't huge movie theater sellers Especially I mean, in light of, um, I think horror more of, than comedy. Well, listen, the horror, sells. the horror movie stuff. I'm a horror fan. Uh, you go in, into a midnight showing; those things are packed. You know, what yeah, I'm saying? that's true. Dumb. But like, that's that's because it's it's kind of like the theme of it, right? Like, that's yeah. one showing a day versus like the ten Avenger showings out of the day that are packed. Oh no, it's definitely that's not true. on the level of a superhero film, but right, 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 horror right. movies aren't exactly yeah. doing badly because I mean, look at how many people are releasing right now just to cash in on it. Horror films are doing pretty well, and then again, they're never going to be the same type of cash cow yeah. as, as Avengers. But that's a whole different discussion for another time because I, it, yeah, you know, Let's, we can totally like geek out on on the film industry and the movie theaters and stuff like that. But today we're we're here to talk about DC Fandom. Yeah. yeah, let's get into it. We we got a lot to cover. So, right. um, so I, I'm gonna run through real quick all the panels that uh, they they uh, showed yesterday. Which again, it was absolutely awesome. The other thing too, oh, yeah. you know, I have to kind of mention um, after watching this and after watching the DNC this past week, I think that this may be the 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 way moving forward for these kind of panel discussions. I think that this is the best way to reach the widest audience and curate it. Right. Cause everything was like perfectly timed schedule was, I don't, I don't, I think it was perfectly on schedule by the minute and um, nothing was late and they were able to control every single bit of it. So I think that's, you know, I think this might be the new way moving forward. Anyway, I agree. So the panels that were, um, 
you know, shown yesterday were the Wonder Woman 1984 panel, yeah. the Warner Brothers Games Montreal announcement, which was Gotham Knights, yeah. which sounds and looks very interesting. The yep. Sandman Universe Enter the Dreaming panel, mm-hmm. Multiverse 101 panel, uh, Introducing the Flash, Beyond Batman, which I didn't, I didn't get to check that one out. Is that one... Anyway, we'll talk about that. Was pretty you know, funny. Anything on? It yeah, was that funny. Was pretty, right. That was a pretty decent panel. Okay. Oh, okay. That was a good one. The Suicide Squad panel. The Boz, Boz female of color within DC Universe panel, which I saw was pretty interesting as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Legacy of the Bat. Chris Daughtry had a uh, performance. I skipped that. <laughs> Sorry, guys, but wow. I'm not I'm not a fan. I haven't heard that name in a long well, time. Listen, he, yeah. he's done he's done covers for DC. If you if you guys know, you know, he did a variant cover for Batman number fifty. So oh, he he's draws. a big comic book fan. Oh, yeah, artist, yeah, I do. I, if wow. if you saw his like room where he did his performance, it's all full of like Batman stuff and DC stuff. So yeah, he had a he had a Deadpool Batman behind him on one of the performances. <laughs> yeah. It was yeah. like totally weird, but <laughs> the um that is oh man that is weird that's. Kind of interesting. Anyway, the after that we had that was kind of like a little bit of like a you know halfway show or halftime show. After that, we kind of got into more meat and potato stuff. We got the Joker put on a happy face, Jim Lee portfolio review, DC supervillain fan art. Um, following that, we had the surprise DC Comics panel. Actually, I missed that. that Anybody know was, what the surprise um, DC ca- Comics panel was? Yeah, that one. That one was uh, the they were talking about milestone comics that's coming back, and they also mm. revealed that Static Shock is uh, having. Oh, that's a, right. It's, that's yeah, the live a action very interesting adaptation. It's so, yep. a very interesting announcement uh, of all the properties to bring to the screen. But anyway, now we go into I'm Batman, the voices behind the Kyle panel, and then we got to see the Snyder cut of Justice League panel. Uh, which was cool. I like that one. The Flash TV panel, Black Adam panel, which is also quite cool, followed by the uh, CNN heroes, real-life heroes in the age of coronavirus. Um, then we got Titans TV, Aquaman, Ask Harley Quinn. Uh, then the Wonder Woman 80th celebration panel, which I thought was very cool too. Um Tomorrow's superheroes with Jim Lee. Jim Lee being, I I love Jim Lee, and he was, he was quite prominent throughout the entire fandom. So I mean, yes, I know that he's like one of the final, one of the one of the surviving execs from the recent, uh, <laughs> the recent uh, layoff purge. spree that they did. The purge, yes. Then we got Shazam, and following Shazam, we got Wonder Woman 1984. The uh, cast play Werewolf 1984. Uh, following that, we got Suicide Squad kill the uh, kill the Justice League. Super cool. I'm excited about that. And finally, the bookend, the Batman Indeed. panel. So that, that was, was everything. Cast. Now, real quick, I don't want to spend too much time on this, but I kind of want to go around the uh, the virtual roundtable, yeah. and I want to know what what you guys are mo- which which of these panels did you find most interesting, most excited, or whatever. For me, it was, I have to admit, it was the, uh, um, 
the Snyder Cut Justice League. I think it probably would have been the Batman, but I, something I got a phone call at that time and I missed it, so I had to like see the trailer at the end. But Justice League, I thought was the best panel for me, and what I was most excited about. What about you guys? Uh, I so am, oh. go ahead, AJ. Yeah, go ahead. I'm looking forward to Black Adam the most. Like. Yeah, I definitely could oh, tell that cool. one from the group chat. Yeah, um, uh, they're not using the usual cast of heroes. They're going all the way back to the Justice Society. That's yeah. that's going to be a very interesting movie. Yeah, that's what. What I'm about saying. you, Jose? So, man, this was this was a kind of a tough decision to make because this is one of the more hopeful times in recent DC film history. There were a lot of things that looked really, really good, really, really interesting. The films, the TV shows, the games, and the comics. But I will have to say that with everything that I saw yesterday, I, I have been anticipating this for a while. I still think that just edging out everything else is what you almost depict, the Batman. Uh, it just looks too good. It looks... It looks like Don't what worry, we're going to get into that discussion. That's, that's all I'm going to say. It looks like what I was expecting, which I'm kind of surprised about because you know how sometimes a lot of times our expectations kind of get kind of get shattered when we see the first vision from whatever director or whatever creator. But this really looks like what what they said it was going to be, which is a bigger detective story, which I'm really, 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 really freaking excited about for Batman. So that's my number one for right now. Uh, Eli? Elijah. The Batman panel. Yeah. I had to go with that. That was, I've been waiting for something about, I was waiting the entire time for something about (laughs) Batman. Yeah. You're the perfect, you're the perfect Mark. You're the reason why they put it at the very end. (laughs) They wanted you to sit there, just pay attention to all the panels waiting for the bat. (laughs) The Batman panel was my favorite. Indeed. Uh, all right, so you guys took all the good panels, but um, yes. you can third all you can, the good you panels. You can, yeah, there are some good no, no, panels no, all around. I, I actually have, I actually have a, a panel that I was really interested in, and it's kind of off the beat, and that was the multiverse panel. And the reason why I found that really, really interesting is because that one, that panel was um, the 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 co-host on that panel was Jim Lee, which is the creative officer. And you also had Walter Hamada, which is the the guy that runs the film, the DC film universe, right? And with the multiverse panel, um, it kind of gave you insight on what they were going to do going forward with all their properties, including comics, video games, TV, and film, and what the game plan that they had for all of them and how they were going to interconnect. So for me, you know... Maybe not my favorite panel, but there was a lot of information that that they had that I found interesting. So that that was the panel that I was excited after watching everything. That's you know Walt Walt yeah. always always looking ahead. I like that. <laughs> um, so those were all the panels, but uh, there's we can't talk about all of them unless you guys are no, down to you know have a marathon podcast session. So I think we're only going to be focusing on like the big heavy hitter names. 
Um, so, uh, you know, I'll, I'll let Walt kind of take over now, you know, I, yeah, I, I think where, you, where are we starting exactly? Well, I'm going to give you some honorable mentions here. Um, some panels that were pretty big, but you know, I, I think they weren't as big as some of the stuff that we're going to discuss later. Um, <clears throat> Do we want to do we want to hit video games here? I think we are going to hit some video games here, right? So I'm yeah, just going to we'll go down by order. Mm-hmm. Um, Gotham Knights they had their big announcement. That's something that WB Games Montreal has been pretty much teasing for the last couple of years, and we finally got the reveal. We got like a seven minute um, trailer with gameplay and 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 you know a little bit more information on it. And so basically what it is, it's a one-player, and I believe it's a two-player online co-op game in a universe where Batman is dead, and the playable characters are Robin, Batgirl, Red Hood, and Nightwing. And it looked pretty interesting. It's, again, run by the guys that do Arkham Asylum. So, you know, I would expect the gameplay mechanics would kind of be the same. Um, what do you guys think about that? So, me personally? Oh, sorry, yeah. Jose. Yeah, it, it, looked, it looked real interesting to me. I thought it was uh, something that was going to be another Arkham sequel, but I'm forgetting that they just, I think they're releasing one coming up, a new Batman Arkham game that deals with the Court of Owls. Um, so, yeah, I wasn't aware that this was something separate. It does look really, really interesting, though, and... I like the fact it's it's kind of like it's like their answer to the Marvel Avengers game in a way to me. But playing as the villains in this game is something that is kind of cool because that's not something you get to do in a lot of these in a lot of these games. It hasn't been often that you get to the chance to play as the bad guys, especially in these superhero games, other than like Marvel versus Capcom and fighting games and things like that, which is where you usually get that opportunity. Uh, the graphics yeah. look really good. The gameplay looks really, really good. Um, again, it you know it does look sort of like the Arkham games, which is awesome because those are some really, really good games, and they do have some pretty good storylines usually. So, I mean, it does okay. look pretty interesting to me, and it's something that I'll most likely check out when it gets released. We'll see. Um, okay. But yeah, I'm, so, I'm excited. Um, some of the other panels, like like I said, we had the multiverse panel where they they reflected on you know their strategy going forward. Um, and and to me, I find I find it interesting because one of the things that came out of that panel was that Walter Hamada said that there will be more Elseworlds stories that are going to be told. Now, he did say that you shouldn't expect one every year, but he said that if a director comes with them with a good idea, a good story, and something that they want to they want to attack that they are 100% willing to do. So, you know, that's pretty interesting. And they also did mention that you you might be seeing more of the cinematic universe heroes blending in with the TV heroes, kind of like the synergy that we're we're seeing from Marvel right now in terms of Marvel TV and Marvel film. It looks like DC is going to follow the same the same thing. So that was pretty interesting. Um, then we had Frank the Flash Gustin panel. Going to be in the Flash movie, right? I feel like he's going to be. Yes. In it. Yeah. Exactly. And vice versa. And yeah. speaking of the Flash, we had we had a Flash panel that was light on details. Um, obviously, because you know they're still in 
you know, very, very pre-production and stuff. But yeah. we did um, we did get some concept art out of that. Um, and one of the concept art did show a Batman behind him. And if you scroll, if you zoom into it, it does look like it's the Michael Keaton Batman. So that's yeah. something that was pretty exciting. Right. And we did, we did get that, that further information. I think that was, this was announced before fandom, right. But with the, the return, yeah, of the Bat Michael Fleck, Keaton thing was, was announced. No, the like Bat, a couple the Bat Fleck announcement, the Bat Fleck right. announcement. I mean, yeah, we had known reason. about Keaton before, um, we just found out about Affleck. And the interesting thing is that they really didn't speak about that much, about that that much on that panel. Um, mm-hmm. I don't even think they mentioned Ben's name at all in that panel, which I, I found pretty interesting. But um, like I said, it was it was a panel that was light on details. So, you know, um, that's not, that's why we're not including it in our big discussion, because there wasn't a lot that came out of that. Um, <clears throat> you had... Afterwards, another one was the legacy of the bat. And I believe the big story out of that is that John Ridley is going to be doing a, I believe it's a four part series on Batman in 2021 where, and this is something that we had kind of reported on before Batman will be a person of color. So, you know, it's going to be an interesting take. Jim Lee was all for it. He said, you know what, kind of like the, the same thing that, was discussed with Spider-Man where anybody can be Batman under the cowl. <clears throat> That's the thing that we got from that panel. Well, this is uh, um, John Ridley of 12 Years a Slave and the TV correct. series American Crime. Correct. That's his his claim to fame. So, Yeah. So yeah. Um, the next thing, we had the Titans TV panel, which was interesting. Again, you had most of the cast on there. And the big reveal coming out of that is that Robin will, in fact, Jason Todd will, in fact, be Red Hood next season uh, for season three. And he's going to be kind of like the villain driving the plot forward. Uh, Whether he becomes the anti-hero that we all know and love is still up in the air. But definitely the way things ended with season two, you can see that Jason Todd has a bone to pick with the Titans. So... You know, you're going to see the Red Hood, you know, affect that vengeance, I guess, if you want to call it whatever. I still need to catch um, up to Titans. <clears throat> oh, that's a great, great show. You should really, really watch it. Yeah, know? and I've, I've seen the first season. I need to see the second one. So anyway, yeah. go on. <clears throat> All right. Aquaman. Aquaman 2. Uh, the panel was very, very, very light on details. So much so that Jason Momoa didn't even show up. It was just... Um, James Wan and Patrick Wilson and the big reveal there is yes we're getting an Aquaman 2 and yes Ocean Master is coming back Um, so you know Patrick Wilson will get to see him reprise that role as well Um, nothing on the trench which again I found interesting because that is a film sorry my, my voice is going here I don't know why but um Get you some water. Nothing on the trench. That I thought that would be something that they mentioned, but they didn't. So it is what it is. Whatever. Shazam was the next panel that gets an honorable mention. Shazam was a very strange panel for me because basically they announced nothing except for the title, the title which is Fury of the Gods. And we know that Sinbad is going to be in it. 
and Adam Brody is going to be in it. And Sinbad. so, yes, Sinbad, Sidmad showed up for I the I saw that. That was panel, very, which very was, interesting. <clears throat> yeah, it was. It was totally weird. It, it, like I like I said, they. Zachary Levi came on and he said, well, this is the Shazam panel, but sorry, I can't say anything because we can't tell you what the villains are, what powers are going to be, blah, blah, this and that. And that was the theme of the entire panel. And you had the, I forget the young actress, but she was drawing while the panel was happening. And that's how the reveal happened because she drew Sinbad in the drawing that she had. And then she came back with the same drawing and underneath it, it said Fury of the Gods. And that was the big reveal that we got from the Shazam 2 panel. So a little <laughs> weird, but say, whatever. I will say it's kind of interesting that in a, in a weird way because apparently, I don't know if you guys have ever heard the theory of the Mandela effect, but the Mandela effect very, very quickly, very, very uh, essentially is there's this um, this weird sort of disconnect where people have memories of things that did not happen in real life, okay? And the Mandela effect is called that way because a lot of people, for some strange reason, have a memory of Nelson Mandela dying in prison. And we all know that he became, like, you know, the prime minister, the president of, of, of South Africa in real life. So another, another example of this is that some people think that, uh, that the Monopoly guy has a, mon- a monocle when he doesn't. Or that the Berenstain Bears are actually the Berenstain Bears. These are all weird examples. One of them, though, actually, is that for some reason, people have a memory of Sinbad, Sinbad. being in a movie called Shazam that does yeah. not exist. Okay? This is a real thing. They believe that he was in a movie called Shazam, even though the only movie that's similar or close to it is a movie called Kazam starring Shaquille O'Neal. So small side story. It's kind of interesting that a guy that was always credited as being in a movie called Shazam that he never made and he was never in is now going to be in the movie Shazam 2, the Mandela. Yeah, and that's probably the reason why they included him in the panel and probably in the movie show. They're probably going to make fun of that fact. So it's pretty interesting. The last honorable mention that I have here is a video game by Rocksteady called The Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League. Mm -hmm. Um, And again, it's a I I don't remember if this is a four player co-op game. He did say it is. Okay, so it's a four player co-op. It's not couch co-op. It's online co-op. And basically, the villains of the game is not, they're not the Suicide Squad, but it is the Justice League. Right. right. So we have that. Um, it's a pretty interesting trailer. It looks, it actually looks pretty fun. Um, yeah, it looks like a ton of fun. I love the track that they used, you know, I believe it was Bombs Over Baghdad. Yeah. Most yeah. likely, yeah, yeah, yeah it was yeah, a really was fun trailer. One. It was one of those things that, like, oh, this trailer is definitely selling the game just with, just with the music. <laughs> Hell yeah, yeah, with some good outcasts. So, those are our honorable mentions. I um, I think we can get on to the meat and potatoes of this fandom. Oh yeah, uh, Wolf, you want to take it away? Oh, oh, I mean, if I'm gonna take it away. We're going to go ahead and start talking about Justice League straight up. Right. Booyah. 
Right. That panel I thought was pretty cool. I, I, I thought it was awesome uh, to see Zack Snyder like answering direct questions from from like the cast. Each one of the members of each one of the members of the Justice League got to ans- ask a fan question. And I thought it was really, really um, interesting how they did that, how they got every, all, all, all of them involved. Um, but Except making for Gal yeah, except for Gal Gadot, only because she yeah. used her time to praise Zach, which exactly. again to me, it, it to me is it, it's kind of cool, um, or I mean, yes, it's cool, but it's also like kind of representative of what the actual feelings are of the community and the actors themselves, right? It seems like they really, really, really wanted Zach to finish this, you know, film, and they're like praising him for like coming back, like he's already back. Yeah. It's already been announced, and they're just continuing the praise. Um, and uh, we got the trailer to the first official full, you know, trailer to what's being called Zack Snyder's Justice League, uh, which, by the way, in my opinion, was, you know, the, the title of seeing it, Zack Snyder's and Zack Snyder in big, big font and Justice League in small font, also kind of goes to show, like, how much, like, how much more emphasis they're putting on the fact that this is Zack Snyder's film. Um, other than that, I mean, I thought the trailer was amazing. What is, is there anything that you guys thought or picked up from the trailer that you thought was um, particularly remarkable or, you know, interesting or new? Um, for me, it was actually the song. For me, the, again, I you know I, I guess I, I mention music a lot when it comes to trailers and movies and stuff, but the fact that they chose Hallelujah, which um, is a callback for me to to Zack Snyder's you know to The Watchmen, yep. yeah, very the thing, yeah. you know in the trailer the same song I believe right yeah they use the same song they it, 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 no not in the trailer in the trailer they used I don't think they used Hallelujah but they used Hallelujah in a very pivotal moment in the movie that pretty unforgettable if you see it but yeah. Um, it's totally Zack Snyder style, which is like obviously his style of film, but then married to this very operatic, uh, you know, dramatic well, it's, it's, music. It's his type of trailer. That's that right. That was so Zack Snyder right there. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. But what, what was even more to me is just that, like, the fact that he's making this film and this, or you know, and this is coming out. It's literally the entire DC's fandom. It's the fandom's prayers being answered. And they use this song, which I thought was awesome. So, um, but what did you guys think of the trailer? Is there like, what, what did you guys pick up from the trailer that you guys, you know, like the most or from the panel? I think it was, I, I, I when I saw the trailer, um, wow, it, it really is a completely different looking movie compared to Joss Whedon's not only in terms of like, you know, tone and all that, but there's more characters too. And there's one more character that I didn't even expect to see in this trailer. Um, Mm -hmm. So, you know, you already have Steppenwolf. I like his new design by far. The original design. I'm not even going to lie. So much better. So much better. Looks better yeah. animated too. Like the animation looked terrible, the facial animation and all that on the Steppenwolf in the yeah. original cut. And just from watching him kind of scowl in this one, you can see that the facial animation is worlds better than than what we saw a couple of years ago. 
Then you also had your first look at Uxus. And I say Uxus, not yeah. Darkseid, because at the moment, that does not look like Darkseid to me. It's definitely The, the Darkseid mm-hmm. I know has the commanding presence that doesn't need a battle axe, that has... He, he looks a little incomplete there. Uh, and he I'm not saying that as a bad thing, but I wouldn't exactly pedal that as dark side yet yeah i think it's definitely Uxus because it looks like it's taking place in the the original flashback scene and fast in fact i've heard that that's the case for the yeah. big battle between the gods that we did see a little bit of in in the original cut apparently that sequence though in this version of the film that original battle between Uxus and Zeus and and the Green Lanterns and all of that and the the Amazonians or excuse me the Themiscarians that that sequence in this cut is twenty minutes long so there's going to be a huge wow. battle I think to open the movie and you're going to get to see a, a, probably a lot of Uxus you're not going to probably see Dark Side maybe until the end of this film I think there's a reveal at the end because we all kind of know what the plot's going to be sort of but yeah you you only get to see Uxus at the beginning remember he doesn't have his armor. Like AJ, like you said, he's not using his Omega beams. He doesn't need an axe. This is dark side. He doesn't need weapons like yeah. that. So, yeah, it's I mean, definitely. But see, this, this, this. Uh, to me, again, I have a theory mm-hmm. that they're that they're trying to pick up where they left off with DCEU, um, and I feel like this is going to be the bridge to resurrecting the DCEU that we all thought was completely dead. You know. Um, because if it is Uxus, then there's way more story to tell with Darkseid. How are you just going to leave that and yeah. not tell that story? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it just doesn't make sense. It doesn't even make sense to use Darkseid just for this. Even if they tell the whole Darkseid story, I would be kind of disappointed if they if if they told Darkseid in one film and that's it. And Remember, I don't this, see this being the end. This film is basically going to end on sort of a cliffhanger, if I'm not mistaken, remembering like what the storyline is going to be again, because the the heroes are supposed to lose in this one, just like they do in Infinity War. Right, exactly. uh, And it would make sense for them to restart it now because... Go on, I'm sorry. No, it's going to be a disappointment if it does end that way, which... You know, Jose is is almost a hundred percent right because it's going to leave us wanting more. You know what I mean? I think that's yeah, the I point, think- though. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like it just it, it, it and the thing is, to me, it makes sense to to bridge the gap and restart the DCU, especially now because my biggest issue, well, the biggest issue that I think WB had was that they rushed all their properties trying to catch up to Marvel and compete with the. Um, Avengers storyline and the whole nine, but that's already said and done. Justice you know, League Thanos is gone. It's done. You know, we don't have that story anymore. MCU is working on sowing their, you know, their seeds for, for a, a, you know, new, bigger or separate whole giant intertwining storyline. This is the time to capitalize and release your products and not have to compete with Marvel's um, universe. This is, directly. this is when when Justice League should have come out originally anyway. Yes, yes, this is exactly. exactly. It come out yeah. Because it's going to set up the larger multiverse story of, of the Flash movie as well. So right. this is exactly when this should have come out. I'm just going to say really quickly, I think, Eli, you wanted to say something, but I think I think that there's, this is kind of an in-between strategy here. They're going to see how the Snyder Cut does, 
and and the reaction to the Flash movie, which are both kind of rooted in the DCEU, even though the Flash is going to be a multiverse spanning film. I think what's going to happen is they're going to see how those two do within the DCEU, kind of like a soft reboot. And if they do well, I think that you'll see, like you said, we'll be, I think you'll see them really commit 100% to actually continuing the DCEU because there's no way that if the Snyder Cut does well, HBO like gets this great property, that they're not going to want to produce another Justice League film, in my opinion. But I, well, um, I didn't really like the trailer at all. Here we go with the corn. <laughs> Eli, you killing you me. Like How it? did you not like what did he? Oh, my God. I wasn't blown, blown, blown away because I'm still a little apprehensive after previous Zack Snyder movies. Like they they weren't bad, but they weren't perfect by any means. So but what looked really what looked like bad in this trailer? I don't I didn't see anything that looked bad. That's why I'm a little. It wasn't really bad bad it was it's definitely better than the original uh trailer but it seemed almost kind of boring oh my gosh i mean what what did you expect to see in this trailer (laughs) it's a trailer you know what i think that he wanted like another big rock and roll song that's why (laughs) yes that's partly it Do you see? Moody yeah, oh doesn't need to it's be moody. rock and yeah, rolly. It, it doesn't. It does. I mean, it just doesn't fit the trailer at all. Yes, it does. Yes, it is. Yes, it's, it's a does. celebration. It's a celebration of, of the movie actually being resurrected. It's a Hallelujah. testament to the trial and tribulations <laughs> of this film. I guess. But the second thing that I had a problem with was probably. Like that, it was corny. I, I don't know. I, maybe I'm remembering it wrong, but like besides the very few appearances from like Dark Side and like freaking Steppenwolf, Steppenwolf, Steppenwolf. <laughs> I mean, stepped into it, that one. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I didn't. I don't know. I may be remembering this wrong, but I feel like I, from what I remember, did. Is it just me, or did they just just show heroes, and that was it? Like, no, they, they didn't Steppenwolf. just show heroes. They actually showed one more villain who I didn't expect to see. And they did show Iris West. I know, but Iris West. other than those very few appearances, that was literally, like, basically half of okay, the but trailer. you don't want to show the, the whole that. movie. I understand that. The movie, but that the movie is more than six months trailer. away. Think it about that. Just, I mean, well, there, we need some stuff for the next trailer. You right, know. and you also have to think about it this way: um, Snyder, the 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 Whedon version of Justice League, only used uh, approximately ten percent of the footage that was shot by Snyder. So th- there is, th- it looks like there's practically a whole new movie that's going to come out. So he's got a lot of stuff to 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 show off that we we haven't long. seen before. I, I understand, but like they could have shortened the trailer a little bit instead of like, what what was it like, three minutes? No, it was two minutes and thirty four seconds, if I remember correctly. Yeah, because like I'll tell you exactly right now. They could have like shortened yeah, it if they just two thirty four. Yeah, two minutes, two minutes thirty seven seconds. I'm sorry, I, I missed those last three seconds. <laughs> so, but still, they could have like 
Well, I I wonder. Oh my god! I wonder, Eli, if you noticed. You're killing me, Small. You're killing me. There's there's a few little details that I wonder if you noticed, and I want I I wonder if you all noticed this. Actually, you probably maybe caught this, but if you saw in the in this trailer when they show um, the nightmare future where where Dark Side has taken over, which is going to be more heavily featured in the plot of this. Apparently, we're going to see more of the future and some time travel from. From the Flash, most likely. Um, you, if you look carefully, it's relatively quick, but it's pretty obvious. A Joker card floats by. Did you guys notice that? I a did burnt, not. A burnt and charred Joker card floats by. What? Like you see the you see the destroyed Justice League sign. You see the Omega symbol on the ground in the background. You see the. Um, you know the Parademons start flying away, and as they fly away, a Joker card floats across the screen like kind of like burnt up messed up on fire um which is probably kind of uh just a way to make a nod to the fact that all the old heroes and villains are dead and now there is only dark side right like that's probably a, a maybe yeah to that you know what i mean i don't think it means necessarily we're going to see the joker in this movie that would probably not be <laughs> something that that we we would see in this justice league film i guess it's possible maybe briefly um, but there's a lot more setup for even stuff like Aquaman as well. Cause there's some scenes that show how there's going to be a scene with Volko, which is, um, Willem Dafoe's character in the Aquaman movie, which is going to mm-hmm. set up how he gets his armor in this film. Like there's no, there's no setup in the original justice league. So it looks like this one's going to give us a lot more meat and potatoes as, into all of the heroes motivations. Like you said, we get to see Iris West. We get to see a lot more of Cyborg and his father, Dr. Stone. Um, so there, to me, I guess to, this is kind of my response to Eli. Like this trailer is not meant to be super exciting in the action sense of what we're used to. Big, like butt kicking superhero stuff. It's just meant to plant the seeds of what we're going to see in this four hour cut. Cause there's going to be, there's going to be so much to see. That's why I think the trailer is a good length. Again, I'm not blown away yet, but it's much more exciting than I thought it would be. And that's kind of like what what I'm thinking. There's a point where if you like let it drag on for like a long time where I I get it. Sure, you don't want it like action packed and I'm completely fine with that. But you have that drag on for like a A whole two minutes. A whole two minutes. (laughs) Oh, no. Let me let me just put Two this whole minutes. I know. How let are you me, ever gonna watch the movie? <laughs> <laughs> the yeah. movie's four hours. Let's no add way. this to wrap this 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 section up. Oh, I still have one yeah. more villain. Okay, yeah. so so hit your villain, uh, but let's make it quick because we got we got to get into some of the other stuff. So and then the last guy I saw, who I didn't expect to see, was also Desad. Yes, he was in there. So and that kind of makes me wonder. If they're adding Desad, are we going to see the Furies? Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I, think, I think AJ's excited yeah. with the Snyder Cut. <laughs> you know. so. Which is a reversal from how you felt just a couple of months ago when we talked about this before. I mean, look, <laughs> I'm, I'm not like supremely stoked but i'd be lying if i say my excitement hasn't been gauged if not in the most minuscule sense 
But you you do know yeah. that they're making a new Gods movie. That's been confirmed. Yeah, with Ava DuVernay, right? She's uh, yeah. directing it. Yeah. So yeah. that 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 hint is definitely something that could turn out to be a big detail. That's that'll be hinting at at like what she's going to talk about in her new Gods movie. So well, we are going to see ra- that. It's not just this- a, a basic tease. Yeah. To wrap mm-hmm. this 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 part up, um, just a, a couple of little tidbits here. Um, this is stuff that we probably heard before, but it's going to take about thirty million dollars to finish the project. Um, there was no reshoots, so unfortunately, you know, there's there's no chance to go back and you know change some things that he would normally do in a, in a normal production process. Um, the other thing that they did announce is that it's going to be cut into four hour, four one hour chunks. That's mm-hmm. going to debut on on HBO Max, and they did also say that they are going to be exploring other avenues for people who don't have HBO Max, which to me, you know, says they're probably going to put it on you know um, digital platforms like iTunes, like Google Play, you know, other places where people can get the movie but originally the first thing that they're going to really shoot for is putting it on hbo max obviously because they're trying to promote that as their platform for all d everything dc um the last thing i'm going to say about this it was not a good week for joss whedon okay (laughs) because you had you had the snyder cut come out and all the enthusiasm that goes along with that but you also have news that um, Warner Brothers is actually going to open an investigation based on, you know, the comments by, um, I forgot the actor's name that plays uh, uh, Ray Cyborg. Fisher. Ray Fisher. Yeah, Ray, Ray Fisher, Fisher yes. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, not a good week for Whedon. Not at all. Not at all. But if, he's, if he was as abusive as it seems like, I mean, Ray Fisher made a lot of allegations. And of course, you know, this, this country, innocent until proven guilty, right? So I'm not going to say, oh, Joss Whedon is definitely like this horrible person that like had this crunch culture on the set of the film. But you've been hearing that kind of trickle out a lot from other people not just Ray Fisher. So it very well may be the case. And it sounds like Zack Snyder is somebody that's a lot easier to work with because they all have a lot more love and respect yeah. for him in their, in their well, there's smoke, there's fire though. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So again, like, you know, let's not jump too much to conclusions because we do like Joss nope. Whedon as a filmmaker, but it has not been, like you said, a good week for him. There is one more thing that we definitely got to like make a quick mention of the black Superman suit. People have been waiting to see that for a while, and I am yeah. really, really excited to see future evil Superman be explored more. In I the, can't you know, wait. That's something that I'm. That's gonna be dope because that's always something that I wanted to see, like uh, you know, Kingdom Come style Superman kind of brought to film. So that's kind of for me. That's like the last thing that's pretty. Yeah, huge we we already have a, a Kingdom Come in the TV space on the CW, but. To see it on 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 film and the big screen would be super awesome. Oh, and I'm sorry. There is one more thing I want to mention quickly, uh, and I, I just a, a a quick question: Do you guys think everybody just give me a yes or a no? Do you guys think we're going to see some form of Martian Manhunter in this film? Will he get involved? Oh, that's in, interesting. In that somehow yes. because the actor, yeah. remember the actor that's. Yeah. 
he already he, teased he revealed it, right? that that he's in there. Yeah, that 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 actor is in the movie and that he does play some role. I don't know if he's going to actually get involved in fighting or anything Listen, like that, but he's in there. I me don't show it in the trailer. Le- yeah, I don't le- want let to. keep keep that one in your pocket until it actually premieres. I don't want to see it. You know, we already heard, you know, um the actor already talk about it. Let's leave it alone and just reveal it when it actually comes out. That's my thought Indeed. on that. Yeah, Harry Lennox uh, is the actor, and he was the great uh, actor the by general, the way. The general, General Swanwick in Man of Steel and Batman vs Superman. And again, the reveal is that he yep. was supposed to be Martian Manhunter from the very beginning, uh, and that of course Zack Snyder was no longer attached to these projects, so they kind of removed that detail. What else do you guys think All about right. this? The rest of y'all, do you think that he's gonna? have some role to play in the conflict or will it just be kind of a Easter egg that we'll see with Martian Manhunter? I'm hoping it's an Easter egg that leads Mm -hmm. to more Zack Snyder stuff. So Mm -hmm. keep in mind one thing I just want to say, remember the original posters for his justice league said, unite the seven, not the six. So remember that when you give me your answer, Eli and AJ. (laughs) All right. Let's move on to the next thing. No, no opinion from the guys. Eli, AJ. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Real quick. What do you guys think? Will we see yeah, Martian Manhunter as an Easter quick. egg? Will we, you see him as a, as a main character? Hope. Well, given that it, want, the yeah. movie is four hours long, I think they have enough time to at least devote, if not the most fleshed out story, he he should be more than just an Easter egg in this movie, yeah, especially if it's introduction. Unite the Seven. So know, somewhere in the middle, like, like setting him up and maybe having him involved to a little extent. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I feel that maybe, like, I, I don't want to give him, if I'm being honest, I'd rather have Martian Manhunter, like, have a little bit of screen time, do something um, pretty cool, but then, like, it'd be it wouldn't i see it as maybe just an easter egg to like start up maybe like a movie for him later on Mm -hmm. instead Mm -hmm. of like having him like help out or anything so i okay yeah i'd rather have him as an easter egg okay all right thank you for your opinions gentlemen i definitely hope to see i think i agree with aj i hope to see him and and with with wolfie for the most part i just want to see more of a setup he can help a little bit, but I don't think he should be involved in the combat or anything like that. I, I want that to be something that kind of gets touched upon. And maybe Justice League 2, we finally get to see him fight as Martian Manhunter. So let's move on, gentlemen. What do we want to discuss next? Uh, suggestions? Um, Anyone? Do we want to talk about do? Black Adam? Let, let's, let's give Black Adam like two minutes because, again, yeah. that was just a... Uh, more of an introduction, no trailer, but just some concept art. Yeah, there was some concept oh, no. art, cool concept art. There's so shout out to Boss Logic. What's going on there in that concept art? <laughs> what do you? So what do you Man. say then, EJ? Tell us a little bit about it. What's because this is the thing that you're big, bigly, bigly that you're bigly, big excited into, <laughs> bigly. Uh, so tell us, it's, tell us a little bit about bigly. it. Is there something? Is there something that Braggadocious. we missed? <laughs> So, like, first yeah. of all, <laughs> The Rock as Black Adam looks yeah. absolutely stupendous. Mm-hmm. 
just in concept, the way he actually talked. <laughs> I like the whole. I like the whole bit he had at the end, where it's like the the hierarchy of power in the DC universe. Would you expect it not to change? change. <laughs> that that's just the rock all the way. You know, oh, that is awesome. And you know what? I would. I'm like not gonna lie. Promo. That's something Black Adam would probably say, although he'd be a little, a lot more serious and deathly. <laughs> so it was just perfect all around. <laughs> I guess you figure they're they're gonna make it not necessarily totally comedic, but they're gonna give it a little bit of a comedic. That's why they cast the Rock, I guess, right? Because that that plays well off of Zachary Levi and his slightly comedic well, shazam you could be evil but also be actually, like yeah. a little bit cheesy and funny yeah that's sure. actually a pretty pretty good interaction between the two of them that, that'll be interesting to watch they would probably that's have some good though, chemistry I'm not, yeah i'm not expecting so much from the comedic realm from this film from this film sorry oh, i, I don't that's think it's gonna go overboard I, I huh? think what I'm saying more so is that uh, I feel like The Rock is going to have little comedic moments because The Rock does that pretty well as well. He has that charisma. I'm not saying yeah, it's going to be an out-and-out comedy, but he's going to have moments and he'll be able to, to in a way, f- blend in to the Shazam film with that. those little hints of comedy is more is more what I'm saying. I don't think it's going to be a focus on that because I've, I've heard there's going to be slight horror focuses to this film like it's going to be an interesting genre film with a little bit of comedy so we'll see how it turns out but the trailer did look really cool yeah Mm -hmm. and then the last thing of note that i think is one of the more interesting parts of this panel um aside from the fact that we're getting an anti-hero story yes (laughs) is that Black Adam will not be intera- interacting with the Justice League per se. He, no, he's going to be interacting with the Justice Society, which is, for all intents and purposes, a different uh, roster of heroes. And the, that'll be including Cyclone. I don't know much about her, but she looks interesting. Uh, mm-hmm. Adam Smasher, who. I remember seeing in the Justice League animated space. Um, it looks pretty cool. Hawkman. Now, here's here's what I'm... I don't know how they're going to do Hawkman, but I'd really like to see his whole Thanagarian bit here. Not so much just, you know, the... I'm a guy in a bird costume, flailing, yeah. flailing around with a mace. Be interesting to explore that otherworldly alien aspect too Mm -hmm. and then last but not least this is the one you really like oh yeah nope we are finally getting dr freaking fate yeah (laughs) and that is i think out of all the justice society characters he's going to be the most integral because black adam has uh has a background in magic with you know the wizard shazam but Doctor Fate is all about that, and he's like one of the one of those high magical entities in the DC universe. So it'll be interesting. Isn't even the word I'd use. That's going to be a very uh, that in in my opinion, an interaction between Doctor Fate and Black Adam will be very interesting. I mean, I I use the word interesting, but 
that's not it's more than that it's gonna be it's gonna be so awesome to see on the on the big screen yeah dr fate is an incredibly powerful character in the comics is he not he's one of the most powerful magic users in in the dc universe he's almost omega level if i'm not mistaken isn't he He's a very, very powerful magic user. So that should make that very interesting. I mean, Black Adam is one of the more powerful magic users as well. So that would will be a very, very interesting conflict, I think. Yeah. And that pretty much sums it up for the Black Adam panel. Uh, <clears throat> the one I'm looking forward to the most. All right. Yeah. Let's let's get into Wonder Woman. WW84. Oh, yeah. oh boy. What'd you guys so think? This, um, this, hmm. This was probably, it's hard for me to say what my second favorite trailer was, honestly, because I really, really enjoyed Justice League. Um, but this trailer, to me, looked like it's going to be a pretty pretty badass film. First of all, obviously, we get to see the really, really awesome uh, repeat of Wonder Woman swinging from freaking lightning bolts, which already made me excited enough as it is for this that film. That was great. Yeah, that was great. The thing that that has convinced me the most is I was a little apprehensive uh, about Kristen Wiig playing Cheetah. I was a little apprehensive about Cheetah being in the film to begin with because Cheetah is a is a is a character that's kind of fantastical look and strange looking. So you figure you can really blow the CGI or make the character cheesy or not look that good. And I have to give it to Kristen Wiig. It looks like she's playing it in a way that is something a little bit like a homage to me, at least to Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman. Maybe not as like kind of a the a little bit. Yeah, I see that. Yeah, maybe not. That. You know, maybe not as much the temptress aspect of it, but like that kind of demure, like really, really weak like character with no confidence that that wants this power and then has like a totally different you know demeter attitude and character to her once she gains the power so i thought like that was a thing that i was really apprehensive about for the entire time that i heard about this film but she looks pretty cool the cgi with her being full cheetah at the end is a little wonky but it's not gonna take me out of the film i don't think and uh, our boy Pedro Pascal looks pretty cool as as Maxwell Lord, as well. So Who, the comedy uh, looks pretty good, also. He, he modeled Pascal that character like, after Donald Trump, by the way. I wouldn't be surprised. Oh, oh boy, just, he's just the so ultimate you know. presidential villain these days. Yeah. So that makes sense to me. Um, but yeah, and also Chris Pine looks. He has some funny moments in the trailer too. Uh, which for us '80s kids hit a little bit harder, I think. Also, umbrella pants. <laughs> or parachute, parachute pants, parachute, parachute pants. Yeah, parachute pants. Does everybody parachute now? Um, <laughs> so there were some funny moments. It looks like the comedy is going to do pretty well. It looks like the action looks pretty badass. That moment at the end where she where she sheds the armor wings is like a really cool like like shot. I think just like in the first movie, there was some great establishing shots that Gal Gadot kind of killed it and did the awesome superhero pose. So when she drops those wings, that looks really cool. Um, I mean, yeah, so far my, my impressions of this are that I think it might be as good as, if not better than the second one, especially if they, they fix what, in my opinion, were some of the pacing issues and some of the weird CGI in the third act of the first one, 
which hopefully the like I said the the special effects look a little bit better in this one um, with Cheetah and all that. So I am hopeful that this is going to be an awesome movie, and it just comes out in a couple of months now, if I'm not mistaken, right? Or is it? Did they November. push this back? November. Yeah, so yeah, something like that. Speaking of movie theaters, like it's going to be tempting to see this in a movie theater, like really, really tempting. But I don't know. What do you I, guys I, think? I just want to get this out of the way. Oh. Uh oh. Oh man. It was meh. It basically. Chester Cheetah. Was it corny to you? No, it's just that. I'm waiting for this episode's corny. (laughs) Corny would be Justice League. This is. (sighs) I don't. I don't. mm, It's. It's not really. You know what? It's, what is it about it that you didn't really that didn't really I hit feel for like, you? I feel like they just showed the trailer, the trailer that they had the the trailer before this trailer, and they just re-showed it again. That is definitely not the case. They that showed is so not the case. They have so much tra- with a couple of changes. The point of trailers is you're supposed to get more every iteration. Yeah. yeah. Just a little, little bit more. more. What, do you want to see the whole movie more. in three trailers? Like, <laughs> like only Cheetah. It's a teaser. Eli, That's why it's called a teaser. Eli, you, you, keep, you keep using this word trailer. I do not think you know what this word means. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's supposed to give you these little these little itty bitty drops each time if we don't want to see the whole movie man i don't want to see the final battle between cheetah and maxwell lord i don't want to see the wishes that they make go ahead yeah that was was an issue with bbs yeah i understand that but they were just showing the same scenes like literally there were most of the trailer was just the same as the first one. Like, there was no difference. No, that is not true. The only thing from the first one was the lightning bolt. I understand that, but, like, there... They showed Cheetah. You you didn't see Cheetah. You didn't see Maxwell Lord's plan in the original trailer. We didn't see the golden armor. We didn't see Chris Pine really interacting with her. Right. We didn't see any of this stuff in the first trailer, Eli. You got to watch it again. I, I know, like I said, I'm like, sorry to hijack your opinion, but none of that about was, about this being changes, none of this new is correct. The changes were so minimal. No, but that's what you want. I you know, want to like, build it towards the movie. I know, but it was like the same scenes. It was no. not, that's it but that's okay. Like, well, listen like, for me. I, I, I'm curious <laughs> as to what the conflict between Barbara and Diana is going to be. Um, they work together, because, it looks you know, like, to start with. Yeah, I think because, it's going to be a jealousy uh, thing. Yeah. Well, it could be. You know, that that there there are some iterations where that, that's the case. There are also, um, you know, iterations where, because Barbara in the comics, she's an, she's an archaeologist. And so in the comics, she develops a fascination with the lasso of truth. And, well, Diana has it in the movies, right? So I wonder if they're going to follow the comics or if they're going to do in a completely different storyline where something happens between them and then that's that's what causes her to gain the cheetah powers, you know, that drives her towards that that end. And you even have that line in the in the trailer where she's like, Barbara, what have you done? So to me, that sort of kind of tells you that 
maybe there's not a friendship, but there's definitely a relationship between the two of them. And somewhere along the way, something went wrong. Well, I'm curious as to, to know how they're going to deal with I, that. I, I think I have a prediction. I think that what's going to happen is that she's going to, you know, possibly befriend um, Wonder Woman and or somehow get in contact with the Lasso of Truth, find out and, you know, find out the truth about like her and all that, like herself and all that stuff. And maybe not like liking that, that that truth about who she is and, you know, about herself, which kind of leads her to no, this isn't who I am. This isn't who I want to be. And then that forces her to change and accept, you know, what she has to do to then become Cheetah, you know? Yeah. So, but well, there, overall, there is I one thing. Very solid trailer. There, there is one thing in the trailer, and there's something in Maxwell Lord's uh, backstory that tells me that this is probably going to be how they alter it a little bit. In the comics, Maxwell Lord gains possession of uh, some something called the the what is it? The Chaos Shards, and it grants wishes. So that's probably why you're going to see. Steve Trevor, Chris Pine's character back. And that's probably part of how we're going to get to Cheetah mm-hmm. getting her powers. I'm probably going to make a wish or something like that. Cause in the trailer, she talks about wanting to be an apex predator and wanting to be somebody that gets noticed and gets respect. So I would imagine she'll probably work with Maxwell Lord somehow and get her powers maybe through the stone, just a theory, just a thought. It's a theory that's kind of going out there ever since it was revealed that he would be in the film and that it's very likely you even see in the trailer, he's holding a stone. So it has to be the chaos shard uh, well, that, it, that he's, he's it, got possession of. It does make a certain amount of sense because the transformation that cheetah undergoes is, is sometimes shown as a, like a, a magical, it's almost like a curse and, and stuff like that. So if right. you're using mm-hmm. shards to do it, then it keeps in line to kind of her origin story, at least for Barbara anyway, you know, because yeah. there's different iterations of the cheetah in the comic books. Yeah, indeed. So I'm, like right. I said, I'm happy that she looks pretty cool, but we'll see. Does okay, that do so it let's... for uh, Wonder Woman? Do we move on now to the Suicide um, Squad? Yeah, let's do let's it. Let's do it. God, there are so many people on that lineup. Yeah, that thing's so yeah. very little time. So let's uh, <laughs> get through this quick. Do we yeah. want? Do we want to actually run down the list of everybody that's showing up? Or yeah, let's I run that down. Do, do it just, quick. Yeah, for yeah. sure. All right, mm-hmm. let me let me let me run through this real quick. Idris Elba is Bloodsport. Margot Robbie is Harley Quinn. John Cena is the pace, peacemaker. John Cena, uh, yeah. you can't see me. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Viola Davis comes back as Amanda Waller. Jai Courtney back as Captain Boomerang. Joel Kinnaman back as Rick Flagg. David Dasmalchian comes for the first time as Polka Dot Man. <laughs> Diana da- Daniela Melikor as Ratcatcher 2. Steve Agi as King Shark. Mo- oh, actually, yeah. So he's a uh, King Shark. You have. James Gunn brother Sean Gunn playing Weasel, Flula Borg as Javelin, Nathan Fillon as um, TDK. I don't know who that is. Mm-hmm. Peter Capaldi of Doctor Who fame as the Thinker, which is exciting to me. Pete Davidson, crazy enough, as Blackguard, Alice mm-hmm. Braga as Solsoria, 
Malin Ning as Mangal, Michael Rooker as Savant, Storm Reed as Tyler, who is Bloodsport's daughter. I guess we're we're rehashing that type of storyline again. Jennifer Holland as Amelia Court and Juan Diego Boto as Luna. That is a huge cast. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Uh, That's not even I, the villain. <laughs> I will say that James Gunn somehow has shown a propensity in the past for juggling a ridiculous amount of characters and ridiculous characters to begin with. So you have, you have like people like, insane. like Weasel and all these other weird characters in this film that that w- under a less deft hand, I think would have would have been really terrible. And to coin a phrase, or uh, I'm sorry, to use a coined phrase, corny. But <laughs> I mean, it, Listen, it looks like they're leaning Amanda into Waller that. Amanda is going to have to push that button early and kill off like half of these people. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think that that was actually the the whole intention of putting these people. I think it's going to be kind of like a Deadpool where you have like these like interesting oh, cameos. Yeah. Um, just to kill them off, like how they had uh, um, yeah, yeah. Brad Pitt as the uh, invisible yeah. invisible man <laughs> in Deadpool, <laughs> and you just didn't find out until he got electrocuted. <laughs> exactly. That could be a, that could be the first. Maybe the villain can kill off most of the first part of the Suicide Squad, right? And that's kind of what builds the the. Yeah, that could be the conflict of the film. It's like uh, you know, just how are we going to solve this problem with half the team? And it's going to be probably slightly comedic, I would imagine, since it's James Gunn. Oh, so maybe I mean, we'll slightly see them in some funny way. Yeah. Well, I don't know yeah, about slightly. slightly. We, we, we haven't gotten confirmation of the theme, but yeah, it definitely looks like it's going to be in line with his past efforts where it's a, it's got good drama, drama and it's a good storyline, but they like lean to the comedy really heavy with these with this crazy cast of characters. When does this, this comes out? When in 2021? Does anybody have the date available for uh, that? Don't exactly know. Yeah, to me, this that. was probably the funnest panel of all of them. Because, yeah. Uh, yeah. You, you could tell, you could tell that, you know, they genuinely like each other. And I can imagine that being on the set was a blast with all of these guys here, you know. So to me, that that just that just says that this is probably going to be a really fun film to watch. I can't wait for this movie. It looks pretty freaking fire. What do you what do you like about this one? What's the big thing that you really really enjoy that you saw? It's it's crazy. Like you guys have been saying, it's it's pretty crazy. It's fun. It's comedic. It's like it's gory. They said like you like there's at least points where like each and every one of your body parts explode and stuff like that. So I find that pretty freaking awesome. So so there's definitely some people that are going to be detonated. Oh, no doubt. Yeah. No doubt. You have to. Yeah. Just like because there's so many people there. I like, people have to die. I like how one of the selling points of this movie is don't get attached. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's true. They probably are going to kill off a lot of these kids. They have to, almost. You know what I mean? In order to make the film work, I feel like. You don't want to overload it with too many characters. But there's so many good Listen, actors in this cast. The too, whole you- premise behind the suicide squad is you have a bunch of villains that are forced to work together if you have 20 villains that are going to be forced to work together you're not you're not going to get anything done you know what i mean yeah exactly so they have to blow up half of them at least within the first five minutes 
and you have to highlight like Idris Elba's character and um, you know Margot Robbie, like the big actors, really, really, really big actors that have signed on to this film have to get their screen time. Unless they kill Idris Elba in the first five minutes, so I guess yeah, I I, I don't know how they're going to handle that, but I'm I am excited. Oh, they will. I think I am yeah, James Gunn definitely can handle it. I think he did a great job with the Guardians of the Galaxy films, so you know I think that yeah, this this is going to be something that's going to be interesting as well. So we'll see. Any other any other thoughts or opinions? Any characters in particular that you guys are looking forward to seeing in this film? Any idea who the villain is going to be? Do we know who the villain is in in this film? Not yet, right? No, I think think it doesn't matter. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I think I uh, spoke over you. Can you repeat that? Uh, I said I think Bloodsport looks pretty interesting. And Mm -hmm. I don't know. King Shark looks like he'll be funny. (laughs) God, they totally should have just picked. They should have gotten Jean-Claude Van Damme to do Bloodsport. Just as an homage, it just it just would have been like tying the comedy up. Oh my gosh, that would have been perfect. It's like Sinbad being in Shazam. It's like here's some tongue in cheek humor, just to like just just for you fans. Yeah, exactly. Films and then blow him up while he's doing a split kick. Yeah, (laughs) get the muscles muscles out of there, bro. I want to see Polka Dot Man's uh, power in action. That's, that's what I He's want. He's definitely going to die. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Imagine, hopefully, hopefully he dies by one of the polka dots. <laughs> Imagine he's the most integral part of the movie. I will laugh, but at the same time. <laughs> Listen, with James Gunn, you never know. <laughs> it's possible. Really it could be like this I'm ex- movie. I'm excited seeing Peter Capaldi. Oh, yeah. Of course, the thinker. He, that, the thinker is such a great villain. Um, I, I'm excited to see Peter Capali embody that 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 guy because I think he's perfect for that role. All right, all right, all right. All right. Shall we? Let's shall we now. continue on? Yeah, let's move on to the main event of the evening. Oh yeah, or the morning. Oh my gosh, whatever you oh, want to yeah. call it. Whenever, the, whenever you guys are listening to it, it's the main event of that time. The centerpiece of the event. Of the weekend of all time. What is it, guys? Could Robert Pattinson, Pattinson at least show up for the panel, though? I mean, seriously. Oh, he's, he he's was, locked yeah, away somewhere in character. Uh, I, I think I, I, I don't mind that they I like I don't mind that he didn't show up. The trailer itself was the main event. Um, you know, so yeah, yeah I, but I, I think to me, to me, this is such a huge deal. It's like a big role for his career. I, I thought at least maybe just like pre-record something just just so that the fans can see him. You, you know, know what I, it I is? He's he's yeah. he's not a very good interview because he he he's uh, very shy. He's very like he. If you watch his interviews, it's interesting because he somebody will ask him a question, and he will tell a ridiculous completely untrue story that has nothing to do with the question just so he doesn't have to answer the question he does that's he's gonna make he's marketing for this. that's gonna be the marketing the marketing run for this is gonna be weird then if you have your star who's quirky like that right i think it's gonna be dope he could be he could play up like the the weird riddler aspect of it even though he's not the riddler he could no, just be cryptic about that. everything <laughs> what's be- up 
Not even yeah. that. He can just do the Bruce Wayne. I, I don't. I don't have time for these interviews. <laughs> I have more important things to do. Wayne Enterprises. Uh, Bowser. Uh, I'll have someone else deal. With he this. does look like he's going to play a very different Bruce Wayne. Um, yeah. You know the Bruce Waynes that we we've normally seen. They're very much these these handsome playboys. You know the. The, the rich, spoiled kid type of look, you know, that they play that role. He doesn't look anything like that based on what we see in the trailer. You know who he looks, what he looks like to me that I thought was interesting, even though uh, this is not the Batman that they're playing. He looks more like the Terry McGinnis Batman from Batman Beyond. That's the vibe that I got. As like, far as the, his look. Yeah, and his hair, like he's more youthful. He's not like super yeah, jacked. kind of, yeah. You know, yeah, he, he does kind of like a little Terry McGinnis. Yeah. Especially when he stares at the guy who has, like, so, like, going a little ahead in the trailer where they, they show a car kind of crash through a bank or something like that. He saves a little kid, and there's a dude with, like, looks like Riddler clues on him. And by the way, Riddler, they showed some of him in this trailer, and he looks totally different. We'll get to that in a second. He's holding up, like, a cell phone, and there's a message, like, to the Batman or something written on the guy's chest, and he's staring at him, and you hear uh, Alfred asking why is he writing to you or something like that and his mm-hmm. look there like i said to me he has like a kind of a terry mcginnis vibe um not that that's a problem with me because i think that look aside i think that he looks like he's set to absolutely nail this part and again we'll get more into that i but have like, a theory oh yeah go ahead what's your theory on this you Let's know how they said that uh that Reeves confirmed that, like, the Penguin, Catwoman, and the Riddler, that they're not the villain. Yeah. hmm And the theme of this being, like, kind of like a, you know, just, like, tormenting Batman and stuff, and the fact that there are all these villains, what if this is the Hush storyline? Or sort of the Hush, mm. like, Hush. Interesting. I mean... Be interesting. I think that I think that like because because this is very like this is very different from the Riddler that we do know. Riddler is, you know, obviously, well, the Riddler how most people understand them, right? Before you know, Hush and all that stuff. Before Hush, he wasn't like gruesome. I guess he Mm -hmm. had very smart designs to how he wanted to torment and be a villain and stuff like that this seems like there's a very like kind of cruel way of 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 being the villain you know what i mean like obviously that guy that we saw in the trailer that has a message on his chest and a cell phone on his hand he's obviously a you know he's a bomb it's like a joke to to be honest yeah by the way we you guys know that paul dano is the riddler right like oh man i'm actually real excited about that because i forgot that it was that he was the riddler and then i saw this trailer i was like i like you see colin farrell in the trailer he looks totally unrecognizable no i didn't who is who the heck is he he plays he plays the penguin oh yeah okay like i didn't notice him actually i was looking for him where was he in the trailer you're if you're looking for Colin Farrell, you will never find him in the trailer because he does not look anything like himself. I was looking He's for the penguin. Heavy though. makeup on it. It's it's just amazing. I I saw the picture and I'm like, that's him. 
I'm like, oh my gosh. So it could definitely be. I agree that there's definitely a, a strong possibility that it's going to have the hush storyline. I think personally that it's well, also setting up Court of Owls beyond a, beyond a shadow of a doubt because especially I'm, there's that one part in the trailer where he opens up like a like a like a greeting card and there's an owl on the front of it. It's like a, a such an obvious hint that that's where they might be going with future films. And since that's such a big detective story in the comic, mm-hmm. I feel like they're going to go in that direction. I feel like there's almost no doubt in my mind. Well, but Hush is probably a good idea for this first story leading into something like a Court of Owls. Let me, let me the just Court say of Owls that. is pretty. Court of Owls is pretty intricate. There's, there's, yeah. There would be a, a lot of setup for the Court of Owls. That's yeah, true. that's not going to be in this film. No, no, definitely not. That's more of a second, third film type right. of thing, I think. So let me, let me just say this, because uh, Matt Reeves was the one that was on the panel, and he, it was a pretty long panel. He spoke a lot, and he was very... You can tell the enthusiasm that he has for this film. And so a couple of things that he did mention during the panel was that, A, first of all, we're not getting year one of Batman, we're getting year two, right? So right. he's already a Batman that's... That's kind of kind of there. Um, one of the things that he did say was that um, he is a vigilante. He's starting out. This is his second year. Gotham still doesn't have an idea of what he is yet. He's not the Batman that everybody loves and stuff like that. He's not that symbol just yet. He's getting to that point, right? Yeah, um, the although it seems he, he already has his established relationship with Commissioner Gordon. That right, exactly, because we do see film. him walking into the crime scene with, with Commissioner Gordon. So we do have that. So this is like the beginnings of the legend of the Bat, but he's still right now kind of like in mythological terms. And, and even Reeves said that. He was like, a lot of people don't know whether he's real or not, whether he exists or not. He's kind of like that that legend that shadow that boogeyman that people still are unsure of right um the other thing that he did mention was that again like like wolfie um alluded to the villains that we see are still not the villains that we know and love um catwoman still isn't catwoman per se the same thing with the penguin he's not the the kingpin that we normally associate him with and Riddler the same thing with the Riddler. Like, the Riddler is still yeah, Riddler. in those formative yeah. stages of becoming the Riddler. The more it's exciting, got Daredevil vibes to me right. in terms of the costuming and the the, yep. the point that they the are. The more exciting thing that that he revealed is that yes, we are going to be getting that detective story, oh, and yeah. the story really is going to be revolving around Bruce Wayne, aka Batman, trying to solve the Riddler murders. So that to me is like super exciting. And he kept on, you know, highlighting that point that we've never seen a detective story with Batman on film yet. And and he praised all the other Batmans. He said Michael Keaton is awesome. Christian Bale was amazing. Bat Bat um Ben Anflack in his Batman. role, he was amazing. But he was like the the beauty of Batman, much like comic books, is that Every every storyteller would have a different take on Batman. And he said, my take is the detective. So for me, 
that is super exciting to see yeah. him, you know, walking so excited. through so excited. all of that yes. stuff. You know what I mean? I've been waiting for a Batman movie like this forever. So ever, ever since, like, because when I became a big fan, it's probably one of a lot of kids that were born in early 1980. Like, we all knew of Batman. We all saw the Batman movie, but when Batman the Animated Series came out, if you weren't a comic reader by then, you became a huge fan of Batman. And there was so much, so many great detective stories on that animated series, but the movies haven't really nailed it yet. Other than I think the closest is some of the details that they added to the to the BVS director's cut. You get to see a little of Batman sleuthing and being a detective. Yeah, and just he doesn't I mean, I don't know. I think Christian Bale's Batman was a decent detective, like especially in the first one where he's like, you know, using like the some of the gadgets all specifically to investigate and find out and, you know, and all that stuff. Yeah, it, it's but it hasn't been represented as well as it could have. I think we can all sort yeah. of agree on that. And, and this I, this movie focusing on it is is very 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 exciting yeah. and i think it that's like the beauty of too, this. but you know we get to I see think that's going to be the, the the beauty of this film because um like wolfie just said you know christian bale he he did use gadgets to to help him with his thing and i think with this version with the battenson right um, he's gonna be relying more on his mental acuity than than gadgets mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. again, he's yeah, still, he doesn't have the gadgets yet. Right, exactly. You know, hence the Riddler. Yeah, and so the Riddler I think that's, that's what's really exciting about this. Yeah, and you mentioned the uh, the combat. I, I I think that that's something that like uh, you know I think a lot of people, myself included, I I didn't see you know Robert Pattinson as like the action hero or like the fighter. You know, always I know that he has, you know, great um, acting ability and all that stuff. But when yeah. I think of like him in an action scene, all I can think of is Twilight, and that doesn't necessarily speak good. to Batman. But That's not I think, the, uh, yeah, I think those, uh, I think those questions were put to rest very brutally and quickly with that one scene. Yeah. That one scene when they're like, who are you? And then he just goes and destroys and pummels, you know, someone. They're like, I'm vengeance. Oh, my God. that That's that's probably the one clip out of the entire trailer that just, like, blew my mind, gave me goosebumps. I'm like, I'm in. And he didn't, he didn't do the weird, I'm Batman, Christian Bale voice where he's, like, really, like, gravelly and talking like this for no damn reason so i'm glad well, that yeah a little bit better i i didn't i was never a huge fan of the christian male voice i know if we could all have our opinion on that and that's fine but i thought it was a little much yeah and remember i don't mind I, I actually I, I liked it for the effect that they were doing like the whole idea of like how he was basically taught to be batman is you have to be theatrical so that was kind of like a lending to that it's true and um it's true but remember yeah. one thing and at least they did tone it down as the movies went on the first movie he was really really like in, leaning into that voice and i feel like their reaction was like oh, it's okay but like it's a bit much but i think that that robert pattinson being the great actor that he is not that christian bale isn't is a is not a fantastic actor obviously christian bale is amazing as a, is ben affleck but he does a he does a good Batman voice. I know it seems like it's a small detail, but if you don't get that I'm, right, I'm just glad we're not getting the pirate voice that he promised us. Oh yeah, but see, that's what I'm talking about. Robert Pattinson is always trolling people. He doesn't do serious <laughs> interviews. 
So when he said that, it was the same. Thing. That's if we get him on the interview circuit, that's all you're going to get. He's going to give you a bunch of nonsense that has nothing to do with the movie to throw you off the I trail. I, like I said, I don't like fun. I don't like listening to interviews yeah. and watching trailers for the most part because I don't want to be spoiled if I know that I'm going to watch it anyway. Um, but I'm I'm pleasantly surprised by his, I guess uh, his whisper. I yes. think going the exact opposite of Christian Bale, he's going to like whisper everything. Yeah. So he's going to be a, suits a him present. because of his timid personality as yeah. as, as a person. He's going to be a presence more than like, you know, somebody that has to say a lot of scary stuff. He's just going to beat the crap out of dudes, say one thing in like a, a, a barely audible whisper, and everybody's going to be terrified of him because he's the freaking you know, Batman. You know, that's going to become a meme probably when this movie comes out. What? The, the I'm Vengeance? There's, there's going to be something said, and then he's going to talk in a whisper, and then they're going to be like, <laughs> what? Say what? And then he's going to talk in a whisper again, and he'll be like, say what? I said I'm Vengeance. <laughs> That is a meme in waiting right there. <laughs> Perfection. It'll be like a meme. It'll be a meme with him and freaking. Oh Lord. Uh, All right. Next question about the trailer. What did yeah. you guys think of the Batmobile? Oh yeah. I love muscle cars. I don't know if I love a Batmobile muscle car. I gotta say, I'm with you on that too. I think that, like, I, I hope that this is just his. Because everything seems to be like initial iterations of everything, right? Like in in again, comparing it to the uh, to the to the Nolan Bale Batman's, he kind of ironed all that stuff out also in the first film. So I, I feel like maybe that's kind of what they're doing, but maybe extending it a little bit. You know, like he's still walking around with a backpack, and he has obviously a car that he just made into the Batmobile, but it isn't the futuristic Batmobile yet. So I feel like. It's an iteration, you know, of the uh, first Batmobile. I hope I, that well, listen, there will be a surprise in the film where there's going to be a second, much more final form Batmobile than the muscle car. But it just it seemed a little it, it was cool, but not I just felt like it wasn't Batman. That, I, that was I will say this. Adam West Batmobile that. almost. It's like an upgrade <laughs> yeah. version of that. I, I will say this before uh, I throw it to Eli. Um, if you're going to pick a car in his stable, I think the muscle car probably works best because you don't want to throw a Lambo out there with its carbon fiber that could probably get destroyed very easily. You want yeah. some real American steel behind that. You're going to use a muscle car that's probably got some weight, some heft to it. That could probably ram cars off the thing. You can't do that with a Diablo. You can't do that with a with a Aventador. You know what I'm saying? So, in terms of the thinking of it, I think the muscle car probably works. But I'm with Wolfie on this. I I hope that this is a a vehicle that gets destroyed really early in the film, and that pains my heart because I love muscle cars. But yeah, I think you need something more tactical for Batman. Um, Eli, yeah, that's the thing. It, it's not like, a tactical vehicle, it seems like. Yeah, it's not. It's just a means to get to where he needs to go. Yeah. You know? yeah. Um, Eli, you wanted to say something? Well, um, in terms of tactical, what he could prob- he'd probably like modify it. A li- he, he definitely would modify it, but what if he like modified it to make it like super tactical instead? It's just the, the thing, the nature of a muscle car is to go in a straight line. And for a tactical vehicle, you need to be able to go bumps and and, and hills and cracks and, and sharp turns, turns man, sharp yeah. turns and all that stuff. And 
and and not to say that they aren't going to be able to like do that in different ways because some of the ways that it, that that the quick turns for example if you remember back in the uh, uh the Tim Burton Batman you know going in a straight line when he wants to do like a sharp turn you know shoots out like a grappling hook that'll kind of like or mm-hmm. maybe one of the I might be confusing it with one of I, the animated I, movies or whatever yeah, right? no, that's in no, that that's was in, definitely in the movies also. I think that's okay, the, yeah, new so one, like, the new one too. It's in both of them. It's in the Christian Bale yeah. one as well, if I'm not mistaken. He does like that one. Well, he shoots out a grappling hook to like latch onto something to slingshot him around the corner. Yeah, I, I don't remember that. That was in the. Yeah, I think it was in the second, second movie, one. right? Oh, yeah, really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I, like, they, they they can pull it off. They can pull it off. But I am used to now like the armored tactical vehicle. You know, so an actual yeah. tank. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that it just made the most sense. I really like this car, but if I'm being honest, I'd rather prefer I prefer the um the original Batmobile instead of which one? Not even gonna lie. Which which original? The well, for his age, the original one is the uh, Nolan (laughs) Tumbler. Yeah, that's probably the Tumbler that you're talking about, right? The Tumbler. The one from the one from uh, the uh, Christian Bale Batman Batman series. Is that the one? Which, Which Batmobile are you talking, talking about? about? Uh, the cartoon. Oh, that one? Okay. Oh. Yeah, talking I, about I the animated. Like Batman the animated series? Yeah, that was like the movie one for, with Michael Keaton. Yeah. Really? Yeah, sort really? of, yeah. That was a dope I think, one. I think, I think the way he's going to use it is this, this, this muscle car is probably going to be a blunt instrument for him because there is a point in the movie where they show him like, uh, you know, following some guy and the guy was like, this guy's crazy, you know what I'm saying? So I... It, yeah. it may be that he's using this like a like a tank, just you know, knocking people off the road and whatnot. Yeah, I mean, again, I I think that th- that again, this is just it's his second year, but he's still ironing everything out. It's you know, yeah, just blow it up, blow it up early. Maybe. I mean, I, I don't. I, I I think that like, I think that what we're going to see from the trilogy, because I'm assuming there's going to be a Matt Reeves trilogy is a slow progression and growth of all of these characters. You know, I don't think it's going to be like three villains and one Batmobile, you know, and then a new, a complete new vehicle for the second one and three new villains and so on and so forth. I think it's going to be more or less like kind of a juggling of these villains and showing their growth throughout like the the films, as well as showing the growth of Batman throughout the three films yeah, where he goes toys. from like, huh? You got to sell toys, right? I don't know if this is the toy seller, though. <laughs> I think that's what JLA is for. This is why I was talking about, like, the corporate, you know, flicks and then the fan flicks and stuff like that. Like, you'll have, like, your your JLA, big Batman, Batmobile and all that stuff. But these, this is, this is, I think, a very niche Batman. And I think that they should keep it that way. They keep looking, keep it looking that way. Besides, for toys, you got Aquaman, Shazam, and all those super you know, marketable Comic-Con type of, dude, you know, properties. Dude, people want Batman. People want Batman. Yeah, yeah, but I don't, I mean, <laughs> I hope that they don't toyify the show. Me neither, right? Because then then you're going down the wrong way. But you know what? I trust that Matt Reeves is not going to allow that because he is yeah. an awesome filmmaker, you know? So I don't yeah. think he, he would allow that. He'd probably walk away from the film if that ever did happen, which I hope it doesn't. Yeah, I don't um, think that they're going to focus on that that much. I, by the way, I didn't realize that the character that you said, like the guy who's driving around, 
um, and and says that's being chased by Batman. The guy goes, he's crazy or whatever. That is Colin Farrell. I had no yeah. idea. That that's is Colin Farrell's penguin. So I'm telling I you, he's known. totally, totally unrecognizable. You can't, yeah, you I, can't point him out if you're not, if you don't know what he looks like ahead of time. I had no idea that that was him. I didn't even know that he was supposed to be. I, I knew he was supposed to be the penguin, but I had no idea that that's who that character was in this trailer. Even though I should have definitely figured that out. Shame I'm gonna on. say I'm gonna say one quick thing um, about yeah. this, and this was something that came up in the multiverse panel. Um, this Batman does not exist in the DCEU. Um, it exists in yeah. another universe, another multi-universe. And this is a little disappointing for me. He does not exist in the Joker universe. The Joker universe is separate from this this Batman universe. So That's okay, already we have yeah, three multiverses. We have yeah, three multiverses to talk about. The only see, see, I'm okay with it. And the only the only thing that I would have a problem with is if they actually try to Shoot put them all together. Yeah. That I think would be a really bad decision because I think it's going to muddy it. Because then then you're going to take away from the timelines. You're, because for example, you have the Joker in one universe, you have the Batman in another, and then you have Batfleck in uh, the DCEU, right? If they mm-hmm. try to put all of them together, one of them has to be the one that we're supposed to take on as the real one. It'll delegitimize the other universes. So it's okay, I think, to explain like, oh, they all live in separate universes. As long as they don't try to tie them all into a storyline where you're supposed to, you know, kind of see, let's say, the DCU as the actual timeline and all these other ones are just extra universes. As long as they don't do that, I'm cool with it. Well, but that's what the Flash is for because the Flash is supposed to introduce into the film right. universe the notion of multiverses, and if we ever do get an infinite crisis, then you can throw all these characters together and put them put them in a sandbox and one. Right. So that's what I don't want them to. Do. It's cool that you explain it, that you introduce the multiverse and the whole nine. Please don't you know just muddy it because, for example, the style the style of this film. The Matt Reeves films mm. already, I think, would be hurt by all of a sudden a parallel intergalactic universe coming into that storyline. But don't you think the it just Joker work. would fit? Joaquin Phoenix's Joker would fit in with Pattinson's Batman. I think um, it would. Yeah, I think actually, and this is uh, might be controversial. I think he would. But I think you might have a little bit more fun, as we discussed, if you actually end up casting Willem Dafoe as the Joker. doesn't matter that he's older to me at all. The Joker is not necessarily supposed to be the same age. In fact, in most storylines, he's a little bit older than Batman. So I don't care that Willem Dafoe is older. I think that he, him versus Robert Pattinson or Battinson would be phenomenal. And, yeah, if, and, and strangely cool. enough, I don't think they're going to do this either. But if if... Even well, though think, it doesn't can, fit though, right? exactly, what's that? I don't think you can put um, what you call it, Defoe as as the Joker because he's already Volko in Aquaman. But this is an multiverse. Universe. Multiverse. Yeah, I guess that's true. As long as they're not not putting putting them all together, then that would make it really really weird because then you're going to have I mean, all different universes, all the different theme themes kind of being put together. And as as odd as this would fit thematically, if you ever were to do 
a Joaquin Phoenix Joker versus anyone, I think Batfleck would be a good a good uh, foil for him if you made the right movie. They're never going to do that, and I don't necessarily want them to do that. But like I said, I say all of this to say that I wouldn't mind them introducing like Willem Dafoe, and I don't mind them doing a multiverse film where they kind of throw them all together into the sandbox. But they have to make sure that this this movie, the Batman, Justice League, the, the Snyder Cut, and other films set it up in a way so that we know it's not like, oh, now that this movie is out, now all these universes are together. Like, I don't want any of that nonsense. They still need to be separate after any of these big events. Otherwise, it just doesn't work for me personally. But, I mean, either way, I'm looking forward to this film and whatever Joker they cast, so far this looks like it's going to be a fantastic iteration of Batman. Cool. Oh, and, right. a, and a quick honorable mention to Zoe Kravitz because she looks like she might be a pretty good Catwoman. And I've been, yeah. I've been seeing sure. her at High Fidelity on Hulu. I hadn't seen her in a lot of, of TV shows or movies before that. She was in uh, Mad Max, I think, but she doesn't play a huge role in that. And she's really good in High Fidelity. She's a very good actress. I hadn't seen her chops, but now that I've seen High Fidelity, I think she can pull off Catwoman really, really well because she plays a very good, tough, yet vulnerable character. It almost sounds cliche, but she does it really well on that show. So she can bring that, I think, to Catwoman's character. And hopefully we'll see some really, really good Catwoman action from her. All right. So does that do it for us for our Dome recap? Yeah, I think, so. I, 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 think I think we we've covered a lot, and and you know what I I gotta oh, say it again, um, this was a really really awesome way to connect with the fans. I I think they did this yeah. really really well. Yeah, I agree. I'm not I gonna lie. Uh, after attending this event, I kind of want to get my comic on again because I'm uh, you know I've, I've been slacking. I'm I'm gonna be blunt. I've been slacking, but. This kind of reinvigorated my uh, love for the comic space. And let me let me just say this real quick before we wrap up. Um, we only went over the Hall of Heroes. There were other panels going on at the same time, but we this was kind of like their Hall H because there was a, a space just for comics. There was a space for kids, you know, that we we really didn't touch upon. And the second point that I want to say real quick. We're going to get a second part to this because there's another fandom scheduled in September. They, they thought about it and they said, you know what, there's a lot of stuff that we want to cover. So we're splitting it into two events. So um, there is another one coming in September, I think late September. I don't exactly have the exact date, but they're going to do this again very, very shortly. Yeah. I mean, I got to say that like my faith has been restored in D.C. I, I, my faith has been very like kind of wanting with uh dc especially over like you know a lot of decisions that they made over the last few years when it came to film properties and you know i'm not a huge dc comic guy but um they've obviously made some huge changes recently with uh the 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 huge layoff spree that they did um but i think that the direction that they're taking dc seems to have been like kind of in my mind course corrected with this fandom event event in one shot in one day i feel like they've done a full 180 as far as my perception goes and i'm super excited about everything that's coming out 
Yeah, I have I have one last thing to say, and I know I know I, there's always one this one last thing with me, but <laughs> the the event did <laughs> show that DC Universe, the app as we know it, is pretty much dead because there was no mention to it at all, and everything was pointing towards HBO Max. So it's right. a little disappointing to me. I just hope that they keep DC Universe around and make it similar to Marvel Unlimited, where it's just comic books. Because yeah. I think that would be an awesome way to promote their comic books. Which but in terms right of now. original programming, everything's going to HBO Max. So DC Universe as a streaming property for video is pretty much dead. Didn't Swamp, didn't swamp DC Thing universe up also by like another... It, by HBO Max or something else, like Swamp Thing, they're going to re-air that first season or something like that, aren't they? Yeah. I think. So, yeah. A little sad, but... Lots of great stuff. Lots of great stuff coming. So, So DC, the company, is in a little bit of trouble. The DC Universe app is in some trouble, but maybe, just maybe, the DCEU will finally come through and be the saving grace that DC Comics has been needing for years, just like Marvel did about 10 years ago. Maybe Let's, hope so. grace. Let's hope so, because I don't want to see DC change too much. It's still one of the, the comic greats, obviously, one of the big ones. So, yep. Let's see what happens. All right. All right. All right. I like this conversation, guys. We're all very, very excited. DC fandom was awesome. Our faith in DC, in the DCEU, and indeed in the possibility of the DCEU returning and continuing, thanks to Zack Snyder and some other visionary filmmakers like James Wan, it is no longer on life support. We actually have some stuff to be excited about. And if there is any better indication of what there is to be excited about, I'll put it to you this way. AJ actually gives a crap about the Justice League Snyder Cut, (laughs) (laughs) which none of us thought he would. None of us thought he would, but it actually looks pretty good. So, DC, do not let us down. You're giving us many good things to look forward to. I'm staring at Michael Keaton Batman on my screen right now. That's just one of many awesome things that we are looking forward to as fans. So, DC, thank you for this event. It was awesome. Give us, give us some reality, like fulfill some of this promise, and we will definitely be back on board with you again, just as big as ever, just as excited as we are for any type of MCU film or anything else. And, yeah, I think that's, in a nutshell, how exciting this DC Fandom event really was for the big, big, big geeks out there so that said uh i will remind everyone once again to thank uh, i want to thank everyone i should say excuse me for dealing with any sound issues or artifacts that we had during the podcast we hope that it sounds as well as it possibly can thank you to our fans Uh, thank you to all of our fans that alike rate shared subscribed our podcast and participated in our most recent giveaways y'all are some super fans we freaking love you. We will definitely have some giveaways coming up in the near future. So as always, check out our website. Check out our Instagram at Get Geek Podcast in order to find out some new information. Listen to the podcast because we're always announcing it on here as well whenever we have a new giveaway or anything like that. Um, and yes, if you want to support us in any other way, as always, you know the best thing to do. Like, rate share subscribe smash those buttons smash that mouse pad smash that touch screen 
Like, rate, share, and subscribe us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever your favorite podcasts are sold. We want to thank you all for joining us in our little analysis of DC's Fandom event. We hope you're looking forward to it as well. And as always, what I need y'all out there in the internet to do is stay geeky, my friends.